Hey, before we start a new hour, can I just say this? Joe Burrow has all kinds of swag. A look at him then. They win the division. He's got the cigar. No. <laughs> this is what happens when you move to Louisiana, guys. That's what happens. And then, listen, he's asked about his team's championship window. Get a load of this answer. Windows my whole career and, and everybody that, that we have in that locker room, all the coaches we have, you know, things are going to change year to year, but uh, our window's always open. Hey, no, hey, he's, but he's dead he's right. serious, though. And That's right. the thing. It's not the fact that he said it. It's how he said it. Like, with such conviction. I'm a pretty confident person. I wish I had more like that. But he's right. And when you have the, when, the window is as long as you have the outstanding quarterback. Yeah. And when you ha- as long as you have Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, but Josh the, Allen, the, the window is this, though, Greeny. Yeah. The outstanding quarterback never says it. You're right. You're like, you know, right. like, we sit up here and we debate, is the window closing? And we've said this about many of the greatest quarterbacks that have ever played. Yeah. So, eventually, the window closes. We're yeah. talking about it with Aaron Rodgers now. But the man was dead serious. He was also wearing yeah. a turtleneck sweater, like, up to here. <laughs> with it too. Yeah. The man's got swag. Uh, all right, with that, we welcome you back to our number two of Get Up. We are live above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. The NFL regular season came to a close yesterday, and we begin with the strangest game of the day. Cowboys Commanders. Uh, Cowboys shouldn't have played their regulars. As it turned out, they really shouldn't have played their regulars because they stunk in every way. Dan, what is this? Looked unprepared for the moment and for the situation. Just not ready to play the football game. It starts on special teams with the drop punt an easy turnover for this Washington football team. Which leads to Sam Howell throwing a touchdown on his first ever pass. Here's my thing, though. Dallas, teams are going to cross the field on you with their wide receivers. Cover them. Then, here's a terrible sequence. Dak basically throws pick sixes on back-to-back plays. And the weird thing is, he peeks to the left to throw the seam. It's not there. CD's like this, wide open. There's the drop pick six, and don't worry. We can get to line of scrimmage. I'm throwing more. Right back. This ball, and I'm about to break it down, should never get thrown. It's a pre-snap decision, yes or no, walking touchdown. Uh, Dak has had a a struggling season with the turnovers. Nobody can believe it. Now, final seconds of the half. Here's the one drive, RC, where we saw some good things from the quarter. And we're starting to see Dak Prescott use his legs a little more to create outside the pocket. Big first down, big first down pickup right here on the quarterback. I mean, while all this is going on, while the, the Eagles are blowing out the Giants at the same time. So, throwing Dak into the middle of all this. I don't know how good an idea it was. Thankfully, he didn't get hurt and he did throw this yeah. touchdown. But, but that's the guy that this offense needs. Puts his back foot in the ground, conviction, and drives the scene. So the Cowboys are only down a touchdown at the half, and then here comes Sam Howell. Use your feet. Use your footsies, Sam Howell. <laughs> Just quarterback run, cuts back across the field, and then Six-foot, 220-pound physical bowling ball. Nine. Dak Prescott's pretty big and physical, too, but he can't pick up a fourth and one there. Commanders win 26-6. Dak, 14 of 37. Mm. What? For me, I mean, not to use the language, uh, but simple as that. 14 completions, I mean, yeah, not good enough, period. We get to suck on that all week. And uh, if that doesn't make you want to uh, get ready to go in about six, seven days, nothing else will. And that was as uh, uh, thorough a butt kicking as we've had this year. And uh, uh, we're going to find out if that'll get you ready or not. All right, so sort of unique phrasing on the part of Jerry Jones there. But one way or another, Rex, I, I ask you the question. Like the Cowboys 
What do we say about them this morning? Lack of professionalism. That's what I say about them. And we've seen it all season. They're up and down. Whatever. And I always love this one. Well, they, we played down to our competition. Yeah, that means you, you, you stink. That means you're not a pro. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you're not. Let me simplify this, this for you. You have 17 regular season games. Yeah. You ought to be up for every one of them, popping out of your skin for every one of them. And you guys do it all the dang time. And, and to me, it's look, all three faces were awful in this game. Mm-hmm. So is that a lack of preparation? Probably. Is it a lack, you know, confidence? You're confident. Man. Why? You guys, you, you, there's no consistency. I look at this. All right. When, when this team right here, because uh, you're going you're gonna to talk about Dak Prescott and how bad he played. Right. Rightfully so. Let's talk about the defense, though. Go. The defense, I'm sitting back on. This guy, they've been really impressed with the last three, three weeks of the season. All right, they've given up 1,100 yards against Gardner <laughs> Minshew, Josh Dobbs, and Sam Howell. Yeah. What? Yeah. Like, Those are household names. You guys are supposed to be these badasses. You don't want me to call you Charmin. Why don't you cry in your Charmin? Because to me, it's like this whole team. This whole team is playing that way, and it starts. Is it the coach? Is what Sean Payne's probably going? You know, they never. Uh, let me let me just wait a week or two. Let me see what the hell happens. He here. told them to they cry into happen. their toilet paper. They got Monday night. They're going to be in Tampa, and that feels like a fire everybody game if they lose. But let's not get there yet, because you said it earlier, and I think it's right. Dak Prescott, what did you say about him? The first thing, you, the first words out of your mouth yeah. to me this morning. Uh, that's the, the worst game I've seen Dak Prescott play in his career. This is the worst season that I've seen Dak Prescott have. The amount of times the ball goes to the wrong place has to be alarming, concerning for a team, players, fans, and organization. The ball consistently goes to the wrong spot when, it, hey, the defense does this. This guy's open, this guy's open, but you're throwing it there for some reason. And I've talked about this for weeks now, not seeing the field well. So the question is, well, why? Yeah. There's this pressing that's going on with Dak Prescott because that's not been who he has been for the majority of his career. Maybe he doesn't trust the offensive line. Maybe he realizes and doesn't believe that there's anybody that can go be a dominant playmaker outside of CeeDee Lamb. But going into the playoffs and watching that game yesterday, there's no way that you sit there feeling good about your offense and certainly about your quarterback. No, it's right. And, and R.C., help me understand this. I'm perplexed, to be honest with you, because I'm a Dak Prescott fan. And yeah. he's doing things that are completely unlike him. Yeah. We know that he went through the injury, the physical stuff. But yeah. we had been talking, lauding his ability to make decisions at the line of scrimmage yeah. and all that kind of stuff. How did he go from that guy to a guy who has become a turnover yeah. machine? Well, I, I think um, I don't know. That's first and foremost. Right. Yeah. I don't know how that happens when someone has shown you years and years of one thing and been consistent at that, and now all of a sudden they aren't. What's the most alarming to me is it's the Tennessee Titans last week, right? You throw the two interceptions. The one late to Kevin Byard in the second quarter is a terrible decision. Mm. It's a terrible throw. And now you have this week against the Washington Commanders. These aren't world beaters. These aren't teams that should be playing with the Dallas Cowboys. And because of their quarterback's lackluster play, these are teams that are competing. So now you move into a week against the greatest quarterback of all time in a playoff game where he's better than anyone who has ever played football in his home stadium. And now if you're the Dallas Cowboys who said, we're going to play our guys, we're going to go out and we're going to prepare for this game like we needed it. You ain't play like you needed it. Right. Your quarterback didn't show up like he needed it. Your defense didn't come out and duck Rex. You know Dominate. this, and Coach LeBeau would say every time, you give me a rookie quarterback 
and we're going to beat the brakes off of them. This is Absolutely. a rookie quarterback who moved the football against your defense. Yeah. This is an issue headed into next week. Yeah, there's no question about it. And look, on paper, they had a, they had a blow. They, they had a kill right. Tampa Bay, the oldest, slowest team in the, in the league. By the way, they ain't even 500. But that's the thing, though. You should if they do, butts. kill them, though. You should. Thank you. I, I, you should. But, Dan, I, you should. they should, and maybe they will. And, and, and we have the week to get ready they for them. I've been defending them the last two I, I need too. to ask you that same question I asked RC. Dak Prescott this year finished with 15 interceptions. Yeah. That's tied with Davis Mills for the most in the NFL. And he only played 12 games. Yeah. Yeah. This is the opposite of what Dak has been the last few years. And this is a good question. Okay, so I want to answer this question by going back to last year, okay? Because everyone was talking about it when it came to Matthew Stafford. And I had gone to Stafford's defense and I said, you guys got to look at these interceptions when they're happening Mm -hmm. and why they're happening. There was a little bit of miscommunication offensively and there was a bunch of like third and 20 launches downfield, okay? And then I've heard people talk about in relation to Dak Prescott's interceptions this year, well, Josh Allen's got 12. But look at when and how and why they happen. The number one reason why these are happening for Dak Prescott is there's this lack of seeing the field cleanly. There's this lack of being able to explain such poor decisions with the football. Like, the, the, there's a couple against Houston. The tip ball, you shouldn't throw that. The, there's, the interceptions are so often, you shouldn't throw that ball. Not, I, I could see maybe you're being overaggressive or uh, did you get fooled by the coverage. They're very simply, you shouldn't throw that football. And that's the most concerning part as you head into the playoffs. I'd say this about this football team, because RC, you kind of hit on it too. Like, first of all, I don't know how they win this game. I could point to every the game in the playoffs. Yes, I don't know. I can't see how. I can point to every game in these playoffs and go, well, if this team does this, they're going to win the football game. I can't see how this football That's team. That's not true, Dan. I don't Dan, see how. Dan, Dan, Give me the blueprint. Dan, you're one of the oh. most intelligent football players. No, no, no. I've I'm ever not ever saying it's yes, impossible. You know, you I know, can't but, figure but, but, out because, how. because you know how? Because we've seen them do it. No, right? no, no. We, 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 we've seen them when, when you put that onus on the run game and you get Tony they Pollard. They can't run the ball right now, RC. When you get Tony Pollard involved and now you're consistent with it and CeeDee Lamb lines up in the slot and you have, you're able to make plays. Dalton Schultz on the field going 12 personnel. We've seen them find ways to win. We've seen them yep. put pressure on quarterbacks. We've seen them play well. They just have to do it. I, I can't as, as, as bad as it was this week, as bad as it looked against Tennessee, we can't forget this team did win 12 games. Yeah. And winning 12 games, no matter if it's 16 games or 17, is difficult. Their quarterback has played great this season in spots. Philadelphia, after the pick six, he was absolutely phenomenal. So we can't forget those I agree things, with that. too. I feel like saying out loud that these teams played each other the first week of the season in Tampa, beat them 19-3. to Right. And that was <laughs> – The worst part is you got Steven. A or you're laughing in a I called up shirt. the game on ESPN.com and what comes up is Stephen A laughing from all the way back in September. But there will be nothing funny to anyone except Stephen A if the Cowboys are one and done. It I just really- don't see the blueprint, Darcy. That's my point. I'm not saying they can't. I just don't – I can't figure out the blueprint to sit there and say, if Dallas plays yeah. to this or does this, well, that's how they win You're playing game. Tampa. You stop the run. You finally – you get back to the pressure that you've been able to put on quarterbacks and Tampa's the team you Quickly, can a final word for Max. How about the pressure? Because all the yeah. – look, I mean, Tampa, whatever. You're, right. you're Brady, you want to win. There's a lot of pressure, I would think, on the Cowboys yeah. this oh week. Oh, my gosh, without question. And here's the thing that, that's scary. You've got – that. Why, why the offense has no rhythm? There's no rhythm to this offense. Yeah. We can blame Dak Prescott. 
But there's no confidence. Right now we sit back there, and there's literally no rhythm to this offense. Yeah. And they have to. They, I mean, Tampa Bay, come on, dude. Tampa I'm Bay can't you, score. Look, I said last week the Cowboys should be able to beat the Commanders without playing their starters. They right. played their starters and got <laughs> blown out. So I'm not right. sure where that leaves them. Meanwhile, coming up next, the last leap at Lambeau. Rodgers reduced. Have we seen the end of Aaron in Green Bay? We'll get you there. And then very happy return turns in Buffalo. An extraordinary moment. Will the Bills ride the momentum all the way to the Super Bowl? We've got you covered. You're watching Get Up on ESPN. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Unleash more possibilities with cutting-edge systems, their most advanced features, and great prices. Plus, curate your dream setup with deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to state-of-the-art technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Anniversary savings await you you for a limited time only at dell.com slash deals that's dell.com slash deals back on get up and you know the storyline last night for rogers and the packers win and you're in against the lions team that had been eliminated earlier in the day should be simple, right? Oh, yeah. Not against the Lions, Greeny. Early first quarter, fourth and inches. Rodgers, Lazard, what? What a great play by Alex Anzalone. He tried to that jet sweep on fourth and one. He shoots the gap. Big tackle. And then here come the Packers again with an opportunity. Aaron Jones, what? This is what pursuit is about, though. They get mm. to the football, punch the ball out. Detroit Lions come and pick it up. But this is a huge play and a huge mistake by Aaron Jones. 9-6 Green Bay at the half. Third quarter, Jared Goff. This is an incredibly difficult throw. Full speed to left. Flip your hips and launch it past 50 yards downfield the team is all the way in that green bow code. That's a Detroit Snoil. The Lions Ben Johnson, offensive coordinator of the year. Right, and puts it on the one. Jamal Williams takes it from there. Lions up 13-9. Ah. Ah. Packers trying to answer. Christian Watson put himself together a terrific second half of the season. Yeah. Be very yeah. encouraged about Christian Watson's future in Green Bay. Fights through the contact downfield there. Makes a big contested catch. That sets up this two plays later. Listen, right here is a great throw. You see him take Patience in the pocket, throws it across the field. It's a dime in the back of the end zone. It's Lazard, and the Packers are up 16-3. Can they hold on?
out of the lead? That's the question. The answer, no. Fourth down, Lions. The motion creates a yes. little bit of off coverage. RC was talking about that before. Really easy conversion on fourth down. Then the swing pass to Devontae or DeAndre Swift. This is a terrible moment here in, yeah. in a million different ways. Swift is brought down. Blatant forearm to the face. That's not called. Packers linebacker Quay Walker then will shove the uh, trainer who comes out there from the Lions to attend to him. That's obviously terrible. Uh, Walker is ejected actually for the second time this season. So just a bad moment all the way around. First and goal Lions. On the third down, they take it in. Williams, his second touchdown to the Lions are up 20-16. to 16. Here we go, Aaron. Season on the line. What has he got? He's got no protection. And he's going to take this shot downfield. Ball floats yeah. in the air and Kirby Joseph comes over in man coverage to make that pick. But it's all because they don't block for Aaron Rodgers. So the Packers turn it over, and they need their defense to get the ball back, and they wouldn't be able to do it. Fourth and one, the Lions decide to go for the win. Great call. Hold the huddle. Break it at the last second. Defense can't get set. Everybody's open. How about the Lions? They find a way to win, and they send home Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers 20-16, the final. And was this the final stroll for Aaron Rodgers off that field in his legendary career? At some point, the carousel comes to a stop, and it's time to get off. And I think you, you kind of know when that is. Um, and that's what needs to be contemplated. You know, is it time? Uh, also, what's the organization doing? You know, this, it's part of it as well. But like I said, I, you know, I feel good about what I've accomplished in this league and wouldn't have any regrets walking away. But I got to see what it feels like once I get away from this. So look, Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest players in the history of yeah. the sport. That will not change no matter what. Yeah. But what's the right thing to say about it this morning? That Aaron Rodgers is the reason the Green Bay Packers are at home. This was an Aaron Rodgers game. Coach Tomlin always had this saying. When we played the Baltimore Ravens, he'd get in the huddle and he'd say, this is an A-player game. That meant Troy Palomalu yep. show up. That meant James Harrison, Ben Roethlisberger. We need all you guys today because this is the games we pay you for. This is the game you paid Aaron Rodgers $50 million a year mm-hmm. for. Going against a divisional opponent in Lambeau Field, and it's your time to win. It's your time to make a play. Defense, when you hold this team to 20 points, you've done enough. You've given us an opportunity to win. Now we have this Hall of Fame quarterback, one of the greatest of all time. You take us over the top. And let's think about this. Tampa Bay, he couldn't get him over the top. Mm-hmm. San Francisco last year, he couldn't get him over the top. Now against a divisional opponent, opponent that you have absolutely dominated throughout your career, mm-hmm. you couldn't get it finished. And I think when you look at Aaron Rodgers, when he doesn't want to give his jersey to Jamison Williams, when he's walking off the field with Randall Cobb, when he's talking about the carousel stopping, he's talking about it stopping not because he can't win some regular season games, but because he can't win or he hasn't won the big ones anymore. And we saw that last night. Aaron Rodgers is the main reason the Green Bay Packers won't be playing. Yeah, I mean, his play drastically dropped this year. There's no question about it. Um, Did we expect it a little bit? Sure. When Devontae Adams walks out the door, (laughs) then absolutely we did. But they got their – I mean, they got beat by the better team. Yeah. Mm. Quite honestly. Yeah. And and here's the crazy thing, too. The best Cal quarterback won him Mm. on the field. Wow. And when you look at it, when it came down to it, Aaron Rodgers' time, fourth quarter time, how you evaluate quarterbacks, fourth quarter. Aaron Rodgers, you came up empty, my friend. Two for six interception. He actually threw two. Yeah. But, you know, one they had a, you know, the answer to the face was never affected the throw. And the other one was, uh, the other guy on the other side was eight for eight. Yeah. So, mm. to me, Aaron Rodgers, it's all going to be about you because that's all what it is every single week when you get on a podium. How about you give credit to the team that smoked you 
twice this year. The one you totally disrespected. And that's why Detroit, people say, would Detroit show up? You're darn right. You disrespected them every single time. And here's the great thing. It ain't, whether you stay in, in Green Bay or not, Aaron Rodgers, it ain't going through you. All right, it's going through Detroit for the next five years. Watch. And, and, and Minnesota this year, and the Lions are on the common. The Bears got the first pick in the draft and a lot of cap space. So there are a lot of interesting decisions to be made there. We'll, we'll give the Lions all the credit. In the Shout world. out to the Lions. They were one Shout out six. to Dan Campbell. They played Big their time. behinds off the second half of the season. They played a great game yesterday, even though they had been eliminated earlier yep. in the day. But let's face it, the storyline here is Rodgers. Sure. Dan, he's one of the greatest players ever. Do you think that was his last walk off that field? I don't care, to be honest with you. I, that, that's my feeling. I don't care. Aaron's going to make up his choice, and he's going to make. My offseason is not going to be any different, whether he does or doesn't. Mine it is, is. It is. Mine is going to be very different. No, yeah. Yours too. Here's my. He's going to make his choice. Yeah. And I don't know. He might change his mind also. So, if it is, it's the disappointing end to a very disappointing season. Yeah. And to get out coached, and I love Matt Lafleur, yeah. out coached and outplayed that the way that they were at home. And honestly, R.C., <laughs> hearing you talk about the last three times he's walked off the field, I don't think that's being unfair, and I think yeah. it's being very truthful. And the reality is, if you looked at the football team or the way that they played last night, it encapsulated a lot of this season. Searching. Like, it was just this searching of, hey, we're just going to throw these balls downfield and hopefully that they work out. There was no, hey, like, let's, let's figure out protection. I mean, you saw it last night. They can't handle basic stuff. This is a basic TE stunt. You yeah. guys know this. Yeah. They can't pass it off. And then the third and ten, the interception, guys, this is a relatively simple pressure. No one blocks Rough. the middle linebacker. Does that affect the play? I know Alan Lazard's wide open in the middle of the field. He's taking a shot downfield, so... <clears throat> The searching of so many different parts of their offense this year was encapsulated by their performance, by the, the, the full unit and by Aaron last night. I only have a minute here, but I, I want to make sure I'm understanding what everyone is saying. If we're saying the play has fallen, if we're saying that in the postseason it's not good enough anymore, if we're saying the Lions are on the come and the, and the, and the Bears are on the come, are we saying that it is time for that change in Green Bay now? No. I'm not, I'm not saying that because, no. because, because I can still say that Aaron Rodgers is still one of the best quarterbacks in the world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is time to change some things in Green but Bay. But quarterback is not but one of them. If he wants, have to, go, if he if wants he, to come if, back, if he wants to Aaron Rodgers wants to play, Aaron Rodgers plays. Don't you think that yeah. right now if you're the New England Patriots and you look at what Tom Brady has done since leaving, you're like, man, I wish he would have stayed. Yeah. I'm not saying that, but Aaron Rodgers has to play differently. Matt LaFleur has to coach differently as well. Look, no, I'm never going to say that Aaron Rodgers can't play because he can. He's <laughs> of course, still one yeah. of the best quarterbacks in the league. But you know what? Maybe he should go somewhere else because I see a little bit of lack of energy right now. Mm. And to me, would he be more energized going someplace else? If, if I could, I, I will just – I didn't know you were going to say that. You know where I'm going with him. He started stuttering. But the Jets. If Aaron Rodgers could come to the Jets, I'll I'm telling you right now, there's nothing I wouldn't give for that. This, Aaron, please, I'm begging you. <laughs> literally nothing. I haven't scored a touchdown since Thanksgiving. I'm begging you too because the Steelers are being the freaking playoffs. Yeah, if you were there. Right. <laughs> Haven't won a game since Thanksgiving, having scored a touchdown in a month. Okay, where are we? I'm coming up. All right, what a day in Buffalo, right? I mean, this was the yeah, stuff yeah, that they write books about and make movies about. It's extraordinary. And then it leads to the questions, are the Bills the team to beat for the championship? We'll get to all of that with them. Plus, is Georgia on the brink of a dynasty, or can TCU become the biggest Cinderella ever? We'll take you live to L.A. getting set for the national championship game. Let's get up on ESPN.
Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We are back on Get Up, and it was a day unlike any in football history in so many ways yesterday. There was DeMar Hamlin in his hospital room in Cincinnati letting everyone know he was ready to watch his Buffalo Bills go out on that field yesterday against New England in the first game that they would play since the events of last Monday night. And, of course, uh, there was all of this emotion. You've got the training staff being honored before the game, the players coming together in prayer. The fans were ready and excited. And, of course, then the game itself would kick off. And kickoff would be the operative word, the call, WGR 550. Coming straight up the middle to the 20. Cuts it back in the 25. He's got an alley down the right sideline to the 40. 50. Down to the 40. 35. 30. Sean McDermott, it appears, has tears rolling down his face. What a tribute to DeMar. Sometimes impossible things happen, and yesterday was one of those times. A touchdown on the opening kickoff. Meanwhile, the game continues. Third quarter, Buffalo had just gone behind, and here they come again. Not once, but twice. And the reality was Buffalo needed this one. New England had just taken the lead with about 22 minutes to go in this game. And... The special teams unit and Naheem Himes from Buffalo takes the lead right back. 101 yards, his second return of the day. Now to the third quarter we go. Bills, Josh Allen had some mistakes yesterday, but how about this? Uh, it's a mistake eraser. He, he cleans them all up. Outside the pocket, points down, field to John Brown, makes an incredible throw, equally incredible catch. I don't know. In a great moment, John Brown giving the ball to Danny Kellington. That's the man mm. who performed CPR on Hamlin on the field. Fourth quarter we go. Patriots trying to work their way back into it. Devontae Parker a great catch. Yeah, Mac Jones played well. Hung in there a lot versus pressure. Gives Devontae Parker multiple chances down the field. He goes up and makes an opportunity catch. And so they're right back in the game, but Buffalo needs the big play. How about you this? You cannot coach this. Pressure coming right in his face. He throws the football up, makes a big 
throw down the field. This is huge for the Buffalo Bills, and this is what Josh Allen is capable of. 49 yards for the touchdown, and that was it for Bill and the Patriots. They get knocked out with this loss, but this was a day that was about all of the emotion. The Bills winning this one for DeMar. Into the playoffs they go. Josh Allen, your thoughts? I can't remember a play that touched me like that, I don't think, in my life. So it's it's probably number one. Just something I was going around my team and saying, God's real. Like, you can't draw that one up, write that one up any better. And I, I was just told by Kevin Curran, it's been three years and three months. <sighs> Since the last kickoff return, so it's pretty cool. Hard to fathom exactly what this week has been like for all of them. And, of course, it uh, has seemingly the, the happy conclusion now with DeMar improving so much as he has, as you're obviously well aware. And then they go out and they win this game and all of the rest of that. And, Rex, again, I think we were all touched by your reaction oh. to this on Saturday. What was your reaction when you saw that kickoff return yesterday? Just like, are you kidding? Like, is this really happening? And, and that's it. And all of us were like... This, this is freaking awesome. Mm. Like, that's all you can say. It's awesome. And, and to Josh Allen, his comments, amen, Josh Allen. Yeah. Amen. Extremely well handled uh, by him all week long and, and everything we can. So we all understand the emotion of the day yesterday, the emotion of the week. That, that's the overwhelming storyline. But let's deal in the outcome of all of this. So yeah. the Bills will now <laughs> go into the AFC playoffs as the two seed. They will right. play Miami in the first round. If they make it to the AFC championship game against Kansas City, then the uh, neutral field uh, will come into account. Is Buffalo the team to beat in this playoff? No, they aren't. The Buffalo Bills are a flawed team. And I think yesterday we were all excited that they got an opportunity to get back on the field. And the way that the game started with that type of energy, with that type of divine intervention, you said, you know what? This may be the start of the run. They can use what happened to DeMar and it'll energize this team throughout. And then football started to be played. And you saw that they didn't necessarily protect Josh in the way that they should have, that they couldn't get pressured on the quarterback like we saw them doing early on in the season. Some of the injuries on the back end have now taken its toll and they aren't the same secondary that we saw the last couple of years that were top one or two in the entire NFL. When you look at this team, they're going to need hero type performances from Josh Allen throughout the playoffs to win week after week after week and find themselves in the Super Bowl. And I think that's too difficult to ask of one player when you're looking at the other quarterbacks in the AFC that he might be facing. My heart wants me to pick Buffalo. Um, My Attention to this season says Cincinnati's the most complete team. You talked about Buffalo's flaws. I don't really see an obvious flaw in Cincinnati. Their offensive line has gotten better. They've committed to running the football more efficiently. The three-headed monster on the outside at wide receiver is as good as anybody. As great as Josh Allen is and as great as Patrick Mahomes is, they got a guy at quarterback that can stand there and go face-to-face with them, whatever you need. I also think defensively, they're as well coached as anybody. We've talked about this multiple times. They're as game plan specific, as versatile, as dynamic. The adjustments. Yeah. Yeah. The halftime adjustments, to your point, I see. So, And Kansas City, I love. Kansas City is, like, on the precipice of the young secondary because they start young corners, man. They play a lot of man coverage. 
is they're starting to play better, but they're going to have to play. But Kansas City got to stop, man. Super quick. Kansas City is the most respectfully disrespectful team yeah. oh, in the history. The, the ring around the Rosie yeah. in the game. Can I say the most complete team? Yeah. You, you said your heart wants to pick uh, Buffalo. My head wants to pick them. Why? It's the first team in the last 15 years. You want to talk about a complete team? They're in the top t- uh, top two in scoring offense and scoring defense. This is a historic team. Yeah. Don't kid yourself. I'm still taking Buffalo. I, I think that Kansas City, the reason you see that 46% on your screen, they get the overwhelming advantage. The difference in the one seed, it's less about home field and maybe even the bye than about who you have to play. Yeah. Sure. The Bills and Bengals will face off in that divisional round, and Kansas City will be waiting for Jacksonville or the Chargers or the Dolphins or, or maybe the Ravens. That's fair. So they just have the easier path without yeah. question, which I think makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. We will analyze much more of this as we continue. But another reminder, tonight, all the marbles at stake in Los Angeles, the national championship game where TCU is in a national title game for the first time in program history, looking to win the title for the first time since 1938. And they are a big underdog against the Georgia Bulldogs looking to repeat as national champs. That's something that hasn't happened in more than a decade. Alabama won it back-to-back in 2011 and 2012. So, what do the odds say? Caesars lists Georgia as a 12-and-a-half-point favorite. That would make it the largest favorite in the CFP-BCS era, which goes back to 1998. And look who's gotten up super early for us out in Los Angeles this morning. RG3. Robert, thank you very much for doing this. So, listen, we we talk about it. Georgia is a big favorite tonight, so give me the game plan. How does TCU pull off what would be an enormous upset? I mean, if you're a TCU, you just have to play the game that you've been playing all season long. They have to run the football, take their shots down the field, hit those 50-50 balls, and allow Max Duggan in a wide-open offense to use his feet to get after Georgia's defense. But the most important piece for TCU is getting that first first down. Because once they do that, they can tire out Georgia's defense similar to the way that Ohio State did with their tempo. That's what they did to Michigan. And Georgia definitely doesn't want that to happen. They have to get back to how they've been a dominant defense, getting after the quarterback with only rushing four and being a little more sound on the back end. Georgia's offense has gotten away from what they normally do. Stetson Bennett threw the football down the field eight times of 20-plus yards with completions when normally he only completes about 3.8 per game. Their defense has been going downhill since the injury to safety Dan Jackson and obviously losing their best pass rusher in Nolan Smith. They cannot have a repeat of the LSU and Ohio State game if they want to come out successful. All right, so again, we will see if TCU is able to pull off what would be the massive upside. If they cannot... Robert, I just mentioned that it's been over a decade since a team won back-to-back championships. For the sport as we speak, what would a Georgia win tonight mean? Well, Greeny, you just said it. Georgia's trying to repeat for the first time as a team since Alabama did in 2011-2012. If they're able to pull that off, they become the new kings of college football. Only 10 teams have ever repeated as champions, and only four of those 10 teams did it without a split championship. So Kirby Smart has built a recruiting juggernaut there at Georgia, and if he can pull this off, he'll be tied for Nick Saban for the amount of times that he's repeated as a champion. That's a significant win for Georgia. 
Absolutely. And then how about on the other side? We had Paul Feinbaum here uh, in our first hour of our program today, and he said TCU winning would be the biggest story, the biggest upset in college football history. For that program began the season unranked to wind up winning the national championship. This is not a sport that lends itself to that. RG3, what would it mean if TCU wins tonight? Well, Greedy, you know we love stories, and I don't think there's a better one in all of college football this year than TCU. Last year's team of destiny was Georgia. I think this year's team of destiny is TCU, and if they win, that's a testament to the transfer portal. It's a testament to three-star prospects being able to go out and beat five-star prospects when the culture is right. Sonny Dykes has done an amazing job ever since he's gotten there, his hot hand Touching the red hair of Max Duggan <laughs> has had all of college football hypnotized. I know one thing, talking to their coaches and their strength coach, Kaz Kazadi, they do not like being called the Cinderella. They do not like being called the underdog, and I think they're going to show up and try to be the most physical football team against a Georgia team that is known for its physicality. It oh. would be a big upset, but hey, anything can happen in college football. Of course. I mean, I, I feel like not too many people gave them a chance against Michigan, and yet here they are. Robert, thank you for getting up so early for us this morning, my man, out there in Los Angeles. And we look forward to your coverage all day long. And again, all the marbles are at stake tonight. TCU, Georgia, 7.30 Eastern for kickoff. But for the 10th straight year, we are blowing out the broadcast on every platform, TV, radio, digital. We got it all ready for you tonight, Georgia and TCU for the national championship. All right, coming up, seven straight games. Games with interceptions. Three of them are pick sixes. What is wrong with Dak? And why is RC so mad at me? You will hear explanations for both of those. But first, I am back, which means Rex is pressure on you. You got this thing wrong last week when I wasn't here. Believe it. Here's the question: Which quarterback since the merger has the dubious record of most consecutive games throwing an interception? The answer is next. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. All right, we are back on Get Up. This is a tough question from Sneaky Hembo for Rex. So Dak Prescott's thrown a lot of interceptions. That's the sort of uh, jumping off point. Which quarterback since the merger has the dubious record of most consecutive games throwing an interception. Yeah, I mean, you're going through the list and all that type of stuff. I'm thinking reckless with the football, right? Mm -hmm, Yeah. So the first thing that's going to pop up, by the way, this is not my answer, is Brett Favre. Right. And he's going to know I'm going to think about Brett Favre. But the sneaky thing is this. It's Joe Namath, my friend. 
Joe Namath will be the guy. I'll guarantee you I got this one right. That's so right. Let's start. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes! Yes! Oh, that's ridiculous. I remember the old thing. He threw more he interceptions than any bowled. quarterback in the history of the hey, NFL. Hey, that's ridiculous. That's what it's about. Okay. That's ridiculous. Yes. yes. All right. I'm going to give it. Hit it with the move. Let me get our C in here. Who wants it? Give us Who one. Who wants it? Give us one. <laughs> Over here. here. New Year, okay. and you can take it. Thank All you right. very much. We're going to have to do an, it. We're going to need an investigation. I, I don't know how he got that. We will get into it. Meanwhile, we're shuffling people in and out. Let me get RC in here, and RC will do his version, his Monday version of explain your tweets. And the very first one, it made me feel terrible. He tweeted at me. He tweeted, "Thank you, Greeny, for Mike and Mike to get up. You were great, but I'm done." Dang, Jets couldn't beat a team that couldn't score a touchdown. All we needed you to do was score 10, not asking much. So since the Jets couldn't work with the Steelers, I can't work with Greeny. RC, I'm sorry. Listen, you're lucky that Allie's here. Pete, Dan, Rex, Himbo, B. Because if they weren't, I wasn't coming, Greeny. And you know what? You softened me up. I remember my contract was up. You called me. RC, whatever you need, who do I need to call? I want to help. You know what you should have helped me do, Greeny? Get the Pittsburgh Steelers in the playoffs. I know. One touchdown, Greeny. I know. Greeny, they were playing Skyler Thompson. Yes. Who the hell is Skyler Thompson? <laughs> no one and knows. No, we got Joe Flacco out here, and we're just going to flail around and not even really try to score. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Greeny. And you are so lucky. I like this job. No, I like I tell it you too. what. I tell you what. It was finna just be first take in NFL Live the rest of the way out. But I like Stace, and then y'all got Phoebe, and your son's on the sumo suit and stuff, yeah. and I know they got to eat, so I want to help. Uh, look, the Jets <laughs> haven't scored a touchdown in a month. Believe me, I feel worse than you do. Alright, next tweet. Yup, there go Kirby Joseph again. Bra must have fined my football on Aaron Rodgers' passes. Dang football playing sound. That's the third pick of 12 this year and one called back. Wonder what the A-Cloud password is. Username Kirby Joe Football at Lions.com. Password Gimme Dat Bit 31. Gimme Dat Bit. From a guy oh, who loses his phone very often in his house, I'm always grabbing my iPad, right? And Put, go and find my iPhone. Right. And then you hear the ring, right? Yeah. You go find. That's exactly what Aaron Rodgers football sound like yeah. when Kirby Joseph's on the back end for Detroit. It's like yeah. But you know when you get it though, in order to get it, to, you got to put your password in. Yeah. And I'm telling you, when he put his password in, every time they play the, the Green Bay Packers, it says, "Give me that beer." And every time when Aaron Rodgers throw it, he go get it. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me laugh. All right, last one. Uh, play Dak, they said. He needs reps. Go into the playoffs on a good note. Get some momentum. Want to know how you don't throw interceptions? Don't freaking dress out. Yuck. Green. Ryan, explain that tweet. There was two smart men that set up here Friday, Green, yes, and right. they said, don't play your starters. Right. Why play your starters? Right. Eagles are going to win. San Francisco are going to win. All you can do is make it worse. Right. And guess what they did, Greeny? They made it worse. He threw one. He tried to throw two yeah. to the same person. Here's what I do respect about Dak, though. Here's what I do respect about Dak. 
if I gave you one chance and you missed it, that doesn't mean that's your last chance. I'll give you another one. And so he gave Kendall Fuller another chance. And now my dog daddy, who I've been defending, who've been balling in spaces, and I've said, focus on the spaces, has now taken all the space away from me. And I got to deal with Dan and his dang touchscreen well, after it this. Here. So Dan is going to do a touchscreen. How am I supposed to follow that? I'm the pick six. So this, Dan, we've been wondering, like, what's happened to Dak Prescott? He was one who took care of the football so well, and suddenly that Dak is gone. Yeah. What happened? I think it's important to show everybody from, like, the quarterback's vantage that interception because it's going to answer the question of, why are you making these throws, Dak Prescott? Drop back, bunch set, there's that pick six. Okay, so starting point is what is the play, Dan? This play is called slant spacing. It's a slant backside, flat, tight end sits over the ball, and then CeeDee Lamb. There's the slant spacing concept, sideline to sideline. It's a full progression. Oftentimes you go one, two, three, four, and you are indifferent of the coverage. You are always going to start at the slant unless. Now we're going to go to C.D. Lamb or this Noah Brown receiver right here. If he's all the way extended out, he's usually a hitch. But since you're in this condensed formation, you, as you learn this play and get better at it, can do some things with him that are a little bit different. What they're going to do is give him a widened, quick out, all right? Everybody at home, this is called a yes-no play. It is a pre-snap decision. You are answering the question of, are they giving me that throw? Are you giving it to me, yes or no? If it's a no, we're running slant spacing. If it's a yes, it has to be because they are giving you the completion. Okay, starting point here. This receiver split is right there. The corner is off and outside. Immediately, no, they're not giving me that throw. You should not take this throw. Second thing is this. As Dak Prescott catches this ball, this corner off and outside is sitting there with leverage. It's third and six. If you throw this ball, I'm already outside, and I'm going to be on the outbreaker. Now pay attention to this. As Dak Prescott is starting to make that throw, he's in this situation. The corner is actually breaking on the ball before the receiver's looking for it as Dak is making that throw. That's why the answer to that question of are they giving you that completion should be a no. Now I want to play and show this to everybody at home. This is why it's a yes-no. Because you got a guy open there, you got a guy open here, and you, you have multiple other options to throw the football to because the play is based to run slant spacing and get, get given that completion. The Washington defense never gave it to Dak Prescott. That's why you sit there and go, why? Are you making that throw? That's really well diagrammed, and it is confounding, and we will see. They've got a week to get that cleaned up. They will be in Tampa Bay next Monday night. So, let's go big picture. The NFL regular season is over. Kansas City enters the playoffs with a plus 330 odds to win the title. That is the shortest of any team, according to Caesars Sportsbook. Buffalo, San Francisco, Philly, and Cincinnati round out the top five. And so, we put everybody's Super Bowl picks as we speak up there on the screen. Uh, Rex, I will start with you as we take a look at everybody's Super Bowl picks. You told us earlier you like the Bills and you like the Eagles to play them in the big game. I do. I think the Eagles will get there, but the, the Bills, I've been saying it all year, I'm taking Buffalo to win it too. RC, you're riding Cincinnati yeah. in the AFC. Yeah, I just really think that Cincinnati is the most complete team. They're playing at a really high level right now, and we've watched this team perform down the stretch. We saw it last year. I think we'll see it again, and the Philadelphia Eagles are number Dan, one. Dan, 
Dan, did you capitulate to your wife who's an Eagles fan? You told her I went back and forth. I'm the guy who thinks with RC that Cincinnati's the most complete, candidly. I think the secondary for Kansas City is coming together. I can't see Patrick losing four in a row to any human. And then Philadelphia, the reason I while I believe San Francisco is the best team, Philadelphia can push the ball downfield. You got to do that to beat San Francisco. And then the dynamic element of Jalen Hurts running. I haven't seen that against San Francisco's defense, and I want. Do you know who has the easiest strength of schedule this year? San Francisco 49ers? And it's not even close. You who looked that up for you? Himbo! <laughs> we will see. He's a Philly fan! Of course he can't be Let the playoffs <laughs> begin. In the meantime, Himbo, you we've traitor. also got college basketball coming your way tomorrow night. It's Wisconsin against Michigan State, and then Virginia and North Carolina, both games on ESPN and on the ESPN app. First take, getting ready to go. And they, uh, How much blame does Aaron Rodgers deserve for last night's disaster at Lambeau? And how concerned is Michael Irvin about the count? Boys, Stephen A. can't wait to hear this. Frankly, neither can I. First day, top of the hour on ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Once again, counting it down to the championship game tonight. Coverage starts 7.30 Eastern. TCU, Georgia for all the marbles. Pre-game coverage all day. And we're covered on every platform tonight. TV, radio, and digital. We all like Georgia today. Again, maybe TCU pulls off what will be one of the great upsets in the history of the sport. In the meantime, last week, Dan wasn't here. RC had the joke. I'm going to give you the jokes for, for January, for January 1st and January 2nd. <laughs> Why don't eggs tell jokes? Why not? Because they would crack each other up. What do you call someone with no nose and nobody? What? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Nobody knows. All right, I got two real like quick. Shout out to Detroit. Why can't you trust the king of the jungle? Because he's a lion. Because he's always lying. My wife hit me with this one last night. This is a good one. Why did the chicken cross uh, why did the chicken cross the road? Why, why? didn't? Because! Oh, God. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> Brutal. We'll see you tomorrow. First take now.